Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Welcome to your Life's Work podcast. I am your official spiritual director. Greetings to all of those who are watching on video. Hi. <laughs> hey, listen, don't judge a man by his hair, okay? Or judge a man by his hair. Whatever the hell you want to do. But um, today on the big show, we're talking about give. Give. Um, and I'm going to tell a story about Jesus. So don't get crazy. Don't get nutty. Don't run away. Don't run away from the big show. Because uh, we're gonna, we're, I'm going to tell you a story about Jesus. And uh, the story is going to illustrate why you should, in fact, give. <laughs> right? That's, the, that's how people do that. Hey, here's my three points about Jesus. And then here's the three points of exercisable practicality for you to be a better person. It's all bullshit, just so you know. That's all bullshit. Uh, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a wisdom story uh, from the teachings of Jesus in the book of Matthew, which is part of the first four God, the first gospel, the first, uh, the first, the four gospels <laughs> of the New Testament. And then we're going to talk about give. It's my deal this year, for the record. I, I had, um, you know, everybody was talking about uh, um, resolutions and. And, uh, you know, stuff to do for 2022. And, you know, again, the general thinking is 2021 sucked, 2020 sucked, 2019 sucked, like everything sucks and and uh, COVID. And, you know, and again, we were beaten up. We were beaten up. Uh, I'm with you. I'm not saying we weren't. So calm down. Send the email somewhere else. Um, But I I was sitting around prior to uh, the new year. And I was really thinking about resolution and practice and what that means for me personally, uh, because I, I, like you, like to think about the resolution when we do. I'm not a big resolution guy, but I'm a big practice guy. I'm a big guy that uh, wants to, uh, I'm big on, I'm a big guy. I'm actually a short guy. Uh, I'm, I'm just big on the idea that if you're going to get somewhere, you need consciousness, you need awareness, you need practice. So I moved into that and I really started to thinking about giving because that's been on my heart. Like, how am I giving uh, to my community? How am I giving to myself? How am I giving uh, back into divine space, into my community, into my family? Where are those spots of giving? And, and where are those spots of giving that, frankly, I'm not letting the left hand know what the right hand's doing? Uh, and, 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 and so that moved me to be like, Hey man, I, I want to start talking more about this and I want to start really deliberately, uh, f- focusing and intentionally moving in other people's lives into these ideas of giving because I think we need to give. I, and, and again, I'm going to use a, a story, uh, from Matthew to just kind of poke at what our responsibilities are, um, along that line. So, okay, so uh, I named this thing Give Is Your Problem because it is a problem. The essence of the podcast today is are you attentive to other people's needs? That's, that's the essence. Are you attentive to other people's needs? Now, again, when I'm going to do people, I'm also going to talk about uh, the natural world's needs and then ultimately the earth. So there's basically three kind of places that we can either p- plug in all at once, plug in separately, or plug in as we go. People, are you attempted to people's needs? 
Are you attentive to animals or wildlife's needs? And are you attentive to the earth, the planet's needs? Now, again, I don't want to sound like, again, right there. It's like everybody else. Okay. All right, tree hugger, dude. Um, liberal. Uh, progressive. You're progressive. See, this is what this is what the last like four or five years has done to me, right? Like anytime I start talking about loving the planet, right, I automatically get this vision of people throwing sticks at me. <laughs> anytime I start talking about, hey man, maybe we need to be attentive to the animal kingdom at like we dominate the animals. We should do whatever we want. Um, that's all bullshit. We need to be attentive to need. That's just where I want to go today. So, okay. So I want to step off into a story in Matthew 14. So if you know the Bible, you cut it in half. One side of that cutting in half is the Old Testament. The other side of it is the New Testament for my Christian brothers and for my Christian brothers and sisters. You've no doubt probably heard this story before. Uh, for my other spiritual wisdom-based, religion-based folks, maybe this is a new story. For those of you who don't give a shit, this will be a new one. <laughs> uh, so, Jesus, uh, historically, real guy, was out there, regardless of what you want to do with him, uh, uh, post-death, whether you want to resurrect him or not. Uh, we got a real guy who, who led a real movement and the nuts of the movement, if you will, was really teaching people how to love, how to, how to free people from oppression, opposition, uh, government, religion, self, heart, right? R getting rid of all the oppression, getting rid of all the opposition uh, of what life is. He was a real centered, conscious character who definitely had a penchant for whipping up the crowd. <laughs> the crowds followed him. Uh, and they followed him for a couple reasons. He healed people. Uh, he fed people. And so we're going to center around uh, a story where he feeds people. Now, but what I really want you to do as we roll through this, uh, this thing in Matthew. Hold on, the heater's on. That damn heater gets so loud. What I really want to do is I want to focus as I talk to you on this story is the uh, is this idea that Jesus is really laying a groundwork of responsibility for those who would uh, come after him, for those who would take up his tenets, for those who would uh, think what he was doing was cool. So it's my hope today that you see this character of Jesus and kind of what he's pushing into our lives and take on a piece of that. I'm not asking you, like, there's going to be no uh, uh, altar call at the end of the podcast. <laughs> there's only going to be a real attentiveness to how this hits your heart and then some a lot of questions. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions once I get done telling the story. So here's the story, and, and we're going to read it. And I'm taken from the message, which, as we all know, was written by Satan. The message is the version of the Bible. I'm kidding. Because, I'm, again, I know there's people that don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> This translation of the story is from what's called the Message Bible, which I absolutely love. Uh, it says, when Jesus got the news, he slipped away by boat to an out-of-the-way place. So we see Jesus moving, moving away from the crowds, because the crowds were following him. And I would imagine he'd be tired and, 
And they were also trying to commandeer him to just simply make him king, like an official king. Like, hey, solve our problems because we're talking about a group of people that were following him that were brutally oppressed by the Romans uh, and uh, uh, oppressed by a religious system. So these people were looking. These people were looking for a little freedom, a little identity, a little a little liberty, a little uh, independence from the man. Um, so, but unsuccessfully, someone saw him though, as he was trying to escape and the word got around, Hey, that that was Jesus over there. You you know, he's over there. Soon. A lot of people from a nearby visual village walked around the lake to where he was because he went from one side of the lake to the other. That's a whole nother kind of, uh, metaphorical understanding that we're not going to get into maybe someday, but not today. When he saw them coming, when Jesus sees this crowd coming at him, he was overcome with pity and healed their sick. This is a guy who recognized need, number one. He wasn't asking us to build altar to him, y'all, or paint his face on a ceiling. He was hoping that you, like him, would recognize people's need. In this case, it said he was overcome with pity. Not pity, uh, uh, all, all you poor people, uh, uh, it's, it's so horrible, and, and, and uh, it, it, this is pity of, of a real intimate movement an intimacy that I want to be with you and help you. I'm recognizing your need. And healed their sick. Uh, Toward evening, the disciples, the group of guys that were following him, were out in the country. I'm sorry, I apologize. Toward evening, the disciples approached him. This is what they said. We're out in the country, yo, and it's getting late, Jesus. Dismiss all these folks so they can go back to the villages and get some supper. But I'm telling you right now, they weren't motivated. <laughs> they the, these disciples were not motivated by just simply helping them. They weren't. This lesson would come. They were motivated because the disciples and Jesus, the twelve of them, the thirteen of them, they didn't have a lot of food. <laughs> they didn't, and they knew that there it was somebody was going to turn to them and go, "Hey, we want your food." That's where they were motivated from. But Jesus said, there's no need to dismiss them. You give them supper. So again, these these guys all get together before they approach Jesus, and it sounds something like this. Well, we don't have a ton of food, and we're not going to take our food, and there's a lot of them, and we can't feed them, and they're all here because of Jesus, so we got to get rid of them. So let's have Jesus get rid of them so we can have what's ours. That's really, that's it. And again, this is a metaphor for how we live our lives. This is a, a real look at how we want to protect the certainty of our own lives and make sure that nobody gets what we have. Nobody touches our houses, nobody touches our cash, nobody touches our food, nobody touches our clothes, nobody touches our cool place where we live or our cool thing we drive. Now calm down because I can hear you already. But Jesus said there is no need to dismiss them, you give them supper. Here's, here's his buddy saying back to him, well, all we have is five loaves of bread and two fish, they said. Now again... They're saying that with fear. Like, we're not going to, that's all we have. There's, there's no indication from this group that they were recognizing the need like Jesus would. But this is the hope for us. The hope for us is that we recognize and see need. Because this is intrinsically one of the truths that we all hold collectively with one another. The ability to respond to one another's needs. But Jesus says, bring them here. Bring me your food, please. Then he had the people sit in the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fishes and lifted his face to heaven in prayer. He petitioned divine. He blessed, he broke, and he gave the bread to the disciples. He blessed, he busted it in half, 
and gave the bread to the disciples. The disciples then gave the food to the congregation, and they all ate their fill. We're talking about 5,000 people. They gathered 12 baskets of leftovers, and about 5,000 were fed. So a huge miracle that we... Uh, you know, that the writers of this, of, of the Gospel of Matthew, the book of Matthew, they want you to believe this, right? They want you to believe this. I don't think this is a matter of belief today, is I'm, what I'm putting forward to you. If you want to believe it, fantastic. Happy days. For me, this is a real story about when we decide to give, when we decide to allow need into our lives, tend to it that there will be plenty of leftovers. <laughs> Air quotes. So I want to get into... Uh, so, so that's the story. That, that's the story. And again, I'm not coating it with any sugar. And I'm not predicating telling the story by hoping your heart breaks in two and you immediately run off to a homeless shelter to dedicate your life to them. That's not where I'm going. I really want you to really start to understand that where Jesus was going and what Jesus was teaching was this consciousness and awareness of people's need. And to really dive in and to touch the need. So we need to be mindful of others. Community, the needs of the world around us, including the world, including the physical world itself. We spend too much time at the altar. We spend too much time in the egoic mirror, chasing certainty and making sure we matter. We, as individuals, matter. We miss a fundamental truth between you and I. The need and ability to respond to each other's needs. We are a proud people. You know this culturally. We teach autonomy and independence. Right, And we teach this so much so that it eliminates the ability to ask for help. We hide our needs in lieu of doing it all by ourselves and for ourselves. The problem, of course, is that we build islands and silos that house loneliness. And then we find mechanisms to push away our need to be loved, hoping it all gets better somehow. And it doesn't get better, for the record. It doesn't get better until we respond to the needs of our own hearts and then finally the progression of the needs of others and ultimately the world and at large in front of us. That's why I include the natural world, the animals, the birds, the trees, the living, breathing things around us. Everything that we take in day to day has need, y'all. And it's not bad. This is not a bad thing. And this is not a pity thing. Uh, you are less than. This is an intimate disclosure of how we will love, both give and receive. Um, so we need each other. And I, I wrote, we effing need each other. Now, I'm not going to do the full F. All right? So, some of you are disappointed, I know. I, a resolution is, I'm trying not to say the F word a lot. Uh this is not spiritual genius by any stretch. My thing here is not spiritual genius, genius at all. This is me just acknowledging what the heart needs, what you and I need, what the soul needs, what you and I every day are hoping someone sees and responds to. We are. We are hoping that people respond to the fact that we want and, and, and crave love and, and vice versa. I, I'm, I'm hoping that I have an opportunity every single day to share love with somebody. Now, I'm a spiritual director. Does that make me 
uh, you know, does that make me an island all my myself in that? Absolutely not. You're just like you're just like me. If 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 a stranger is in peril, I guarantee you, there's a piece of you right that wants to go help. If your spouse calls with some thing, right, a need, you're gonna go run and do it. If your kids have a need, you're gonna be all over it. So we need to respond. And there are three di- distinct areas that I talked about. And I, you can pick all of these or go one at a time. But basically, I want you to be able to see the need in humanity. I want you to be able to see the need in the animal slash, slash uh, wild kingdom. <laughs> Into uh, creations or, uh, or, or, or beings that are not just human. That opens it up. Does that open it up to Chewbacca? Absolutely. And ultimately, the planet. So human, animal, planet. I want you to think human, animal, planet and have a consciousness of what human, animal, planet need. And what are they? And can you recognize them? So here's a bunch of questions that are going to help some of that recognition. Hold on. I'm just checking time. Okay. So here's a bunch of questions. So here's human, the human need. Who is in your life? And who in your life has need and how can you help? So just think about the neighbors real quick. Just think about the people that live on either side of you. Whatever apartment or house or condo or mansion you're living in. Whoever's on the other side of you across the street behind you. Do you know any of their needs? Have you ever thought about what they need? Uh, For example, here in Ohio, it snows. I have a plow on my truck. And when it snows to a point, I know the guy across the street needs to have his place plowed because I've seen him out there shoveling. So that's something I'm counting on. (laughs) I'm counting on a big snow so I can go do that guy's driveway. Not because I want a celebrate, like JR's great. That's that's not it. But because I recognized that last winter and I didn't do anything about it. I was out there one day plowing and I saw the guy getting it done. And I walked inside and I looked back out there and saw him and I thought, oh, I should go get back in my truck and take care of it. And so this year I'm going to take care of it. Why didn't I do it that day? There's a bunch of reasons. (laughs) What are your resources for the human need? Do you have money? Do you have time? Do you have specific knowledge or talent that can aid in the needs of others? Do you have the power? Do Do you have power or do you yield power in community or groups that can help with people's needs? Can you, with your power, Kill oppression or opposition for other people. That's a good one. Because if you've got the power to to take away oppression and opposition from people's lives, whether they are marginalized or in the minority scope, I really hope you use that. I know, and there's a big there's a big conversation there. I know I just heard a million people. I know. See, this is what happened in the last four or five years. Every time I say anything, I'm hearing five hundred people. Um, how do you respond to human tragedy? The, the, the tornadoes that ripped through what, Southern Kentucky a couple weeks ago. Did, did you, did, did you go, oh, oh my gosh, we should do something. And did you do something? Did you do something? Death, loss, tragedy, trauma in other people. Are you, are you acknowledging some of the need there? Okay. So those are just some of the questions. Animal. This was a fun list to put together. (laughs) This was a fun list to put together because this was a hard list to put together. 
How do you function with animals? In other words, what is your relationship to animals? And this really got me thinking. What is my relationship with the animal population in my direct community? Like, like the, the relationship in my house between my cat, me, my cat, me, my dog. Now, obviously, I treat them like uh, humans. <laughs> obviously. My cat now, especially, never thought I'd have a cat, hated cats until I moved to Ohio, and the house came with a cat. It literally came with a cat. I don't want to talk about it because it screwed me up for a while, but I came with a cat. And now I love that cat. I love that. Can't wait to see that cat. Can't wait to feed that cat, pet that cat, have the cat lay next to me while I'm watching some Netflix. I love that cat. But that relationship is huge. That relationship keeps me in the present it really it, that that relationship with that dumb cat is a freaking cat. That relationship fuels my need to be in the present. How about that? That cat actually helps me be more present with myself because of my love for that cat. And it's cra- it's crazy town. It's a cat. Uh, my dog similar. Uh, my dog probably does that more with my wife, but anyways, the relationship is we're super hyper responsible to these two animals. Now we move outside the house. We have chickens. We got six chickens. The six chickens have been with us for almost two years. We haven't lost one of them to a coyote or a hawk. That's like unreal. For those of you who have chickens, you know what? You still have the original ones? Yeah, it's crazy. I know. They feed us. They literally, we take care of them. We make sure they're they're okay in the winter. We make sure they got water. We make sure they got, and they literally feed us eggs. My wife's got eggs until kingdom come. They feed us. We take care of them. They take care of us. Uh, there's deer on the property. There's owls on the property. There are, there are so many things on the property that do different things. And my relationship to all of them is real. Do I acknowledge their needs? And then there's some animals that don't need me, period. They don't need human interaction or human intervention. Some, some, some do. Some do not. Am I leaving them alone? I thought about that today. Am I leaving the animals that need to be left alone alone? Huh. That's very interesting. I really haven't thought about that. Um, ba 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 do you know where your local animal shelter is in your area? Do you? Have you visited your local animal shelter? Just thoughts. How do you interact with animals or wildlife that is on the endangered species list? Or do you? Like, you may interact with species that are endangered. You may. And not just have it be a thought. You may give to their need. Their need is literal survival. And so you may, like let's just say time and money, right there, boom, can go to organizations to help these species survive. Or you may get in a jet, a plane, a car, put a backpack on, put a pair of sneakers on, and go to wherever they are and help them survive. I mean, have you ever thought about that stuff before? Uh, Ultimately, how do you teach your kids about the natural world, the animal life, the bird life, the birds, the tree? How do you with the trees and how do you teach your kids about how to take care of those types of living, breathing thing in their need? Just thought, right? I know. I'm assuming, I'm assuming you like me don't think about these things too often. All right, planet. This is where I hear the, I had to hear the critics, the critics. Okay, the planet. What is your relationship with the Earth? What is your relationship with planet Earth? 
Do you have a relationship with planet Earth? Do you, th- do you think of the Earth's health or well-being? Now, again, I'm not standing on a corner with a sign telling you to turn your gas-guzzling car off. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I, what I want, again, because this gets political, so it gets so politically charged so quickly, and I'm, I'm really not sure why, because we all do have a responsibility to the little plots of Earth that we are in, 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 in circling. That's why I'm asking, what is your relationship with that little plot of Earth? Do you, have you ever considered volunteering for the health of the Earth? That's like, that's like I think about this, right? And there's a, a number of organizations out there one of them, just so we don't go down the political lines, political lines is a is a group that I used to know of in California, uh, before I uh, before I moved here. That would meet on Saturdays with a garbage bag, and they'd like pick up the beach. That's, that's what they did. They pick up the beach, and so people and families would come just to pick up the beach, make sure the beaches look good. Had nothing to do with Republican, Democrat, liberal. Uh, had nothing to do with the tree huggers. Had had nothing to do with anything other than we'd want to make the beach look good. Uh, can you yourself, your home, make adjustments in the waste that you produce and the recycling that you do or don't do? Can you make adjustments there? Do you even think about your own waste? Do you think about the waste, the plastic, the, 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 the physical waste that comes out of the human being and into the, into the sewer and then on into wherever it goes? Have you ever thought about these things? Can you tend a piece of earth near you? Is there a piece of earth near you that needs tending? I like to think in terms of the highway off-ramp. There's an off-ramp here in Medina, Ohio that I get off quite frequently. That's a mess. It's overgrown and there's trash all over it. And I'm, I'm telling you, this year I'm going down and I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to tend to that. I'm going to tend to that. Can you give the earth around you an opportunity to grow? Can you give the earth around you an opportunity to grow? Do you ultimately know the needs of the earth? What are some needs that the earth is asking us? What are they? Again, I'm not sitting in a political vein. I'm not doing it. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to go near whether or not our our planet is warming or not. I'm just asking you, do you know or feel or understand some of the needs that our earth has because our earth has needs. When's the last time you tried to grow something? That, my friends, is a big one. My wife, who, when we moved to Ohio, launched out on the gardens. And, I mean, huge, hard process to grow things. It really, really, truly is. Um, So have you ever tried to grow something? Bottom line is that we are responsible to feed, to tend, and grow the community around us. We worship too damn much. And we need to identify the needs and start to cover need with love, the ability to love. So how do we respond to need? How do we respond to need? The the punch list and the synopsis. Ready? Here we go. How do we respond to need? Do you volunteer? Do you give? Do you have time? Do you have cash? Do you have compassion? Can you see need in human, animal, or planet? Volunteer, give, time, money, compassion. And can you see it? Can you physically see, physically hear, physically touch a need? 
um, I tell this one great story uh, for those of you. Well, I won't tell that story. I'll just suffice it to say, I know a guy who at the at the time when the uh, uh, when a lot of South American immigrants were coming into America, and they still are, obviously, um, there was a huge surge of them at the border. And I was chatting with a guy online. And the guy was like, hey, look, I'm, I'm not going to be around for the next three days. Uh, if you need me, uh, I'll talk to you in like four days. And I was like, what are you up to? And he's like, I'm just, I'm going to, to make sure these folks are hydrated because they were underneath a bridge and, and there was no water at the time. And the, the government was just starting to move in and making sure that nobody was going to die. And a group of people got together and went, let's just go make sure they have water. And then another group got together and said, let's make sure they have food. And then another group got together and said, let's make sure they have clothes. Attending to need, attending to need, attending to people, human beings, and their need. Um, I want you to be able to Google volunteer in your area. So, so this year, my big push is going to be Google, vol- Google the word volunteer near you in your area. And you will find organizations that need you right now. You will find missions that need you right now. You will find uh, activists that need you right now. You will find impassioned, emboldened people that need you right now. And they need you. They need they need your volunteer. They need your time. They need your money. They need your compassion. And they certainly need your understanding that we do need to tend to one another's needs. So that's going to be one of my deals this year. Google volunteer, the word volunteer near near you. Volunteer near me. Just Google that. And then look at the 90 pages that Google brings up and pick one. Pick one to call, to email. <clears throat> there are even organizations, in a, and I, I just found out about this the other day. And this I thought this was fantastic. There's an organization out there. I won't mention it by name right here on this platform. But it, there's an organization that um, has a helpline. And you may be trained on this helpline to help the incoming calls for the specific need that's happening there. They train you over the course of a few months, and then you pick times to sit at your house on the phone and answer these phone calls um, for this uh, particular uh, sect of folks that are in distress and walk them through their distress. But they train you, and they train you for free from your home. You don't got to go anywhere. You don't got to spend any money, and you get trained on how to help people and their needs, specifically to that uh, problem and challenge, and then they let you go, and they go, go help these folks for a period of time. You would be amazed at how many organizations want to train you to help identify and produce a little life in other people's needs. It's, a, it's absolutely amazing to me. Um. Maybe do this. Um, organize a group of friends. God forbid. Right? Gather a group of friends, whether it's your family or a couple of folks that you would normally hang out with, and then go satisfy uh, somebody's need for a couple hours. Uh, you know, again, a soup kitchen. Uh, uh, there is just so, a battered woman's shelter. Um, uh, uh, foster care kids. Foster care kids. Foster care kids need mentors. Foster care kids need families. Uh, uh, there are a hundred billion cancer organizations out there, cancer uh, organizations that that uh, help kids and, and, and take them to camp. And you could become uh, a camp counselor uh, over the summertime. 
there are organizations uh, that that we we've used over the course of time for my middle boy Angel, a uh, horse therapy where you can volunteer your time to go take care of the horses and help the kids just have a damn good time on horses. There is a billion and one different things. Google the word volunteer and then near me, near you. Um, at the end of the day, my good people, the idea that I'm shaking a stick at today is the ability to just get outside of yourself in some conscious way to really start pouring into the hearts and minds and bodies and souls of those around us. Human, human, animal, and planet. Good people, I love you. If you are looking... Uh, or if you're going to take up this challenge of identifying people's need, would you let me know, jr at jrman.com? Would you text me? Would you call me? Would you tell me what you're up to so I can talk about this on a future podcast or maybe have you on this podcast and we can talk about what the hell you're up to and what you're doing and how you're responding to people's needs? I'm not going to get all anonymous on us. I just want us to do this. I really, really call you right now to get off your ass and shake the dust and identify a need. Remember, human, animal, planet. You can do one. You can do all three. Google it. Google it, my brothers. Hey, if you're looking for a nonprofit to give to, Tabletop Ministries. Tabletop Ministries, we provide spiritual direction absolutely free. We need your cash. You want to give to need? We got need at Tabletop. Uh, that's a place you could plug into. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for being along with my passion. Talk to you next week. Bye.